Chapter 15 of Grace Harlowe's Sophomore Year at High School. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christine Blashford. Grace Harlowe's Sophomore Year at High School by Jessie Graham Flower. Chapter 15. A Belated Repentance. The following Monday, as Grace Harlowe was about to leave the schoolroom, Julia Crosby's younger sister, one of the freshman class, handed her a note. It was from Julia and read as follows. Dear Grace, will you come and see me this afternoon when school is over? I have a severe cold and am unable to be out of bed. I have something I must say to you that cannot wait until I get back to school. Your sincere friend, Julia. Oh dear, thought Grace, I don't want to go up there. Her mother will fall upon my neck and weep and tell me I saved Julia's life. I know her of old. She's one of the weeping kind. I suppose it's my duty to go, however. Grace's prognostication was fulfilled to the letter. Mrs. Crosby clasped her in a tumultuous embrace the moment she entered the hall. Grace finally escaped from her and was shown up to Julia's room. She looked about her with some curiosity. It was a light, airy room, daintily furnished. Julia was lying on the pretty brass bed in one corner of the room. She wore a dressing gown of pale blue eiderdown, and Grace thought she had never seen her old enemy look better. "'How do you do, Julia?' she said, walking over to the bed and holding out her hand to the invalid. "'Not very well,' responded Julia hoarsely. "'I have a bad cold, and am too weak to be up.' "'I'm sorry,' said Grace. "'The wetting didn't hurt me in the least, but, of course, I wasn't in the water like you were. It didn't hurt Tom, either.' "'I'm glad you are both all right,' said Julia.' She looked solemnly at Grace, and then said hesitatingly, "'Grace, I didn't deserve to be rescued the other day. I've been awfully mean to you.' She buried her face in the bedclothing and sobbed convulsively. "'Julia, Julia, please don't cry,' said Grace, her quick sympathy aroused by the distress of another. "'Did you think we would leave you to drown? You would have done the same for me. Don't you know that people never think of petty differences when real trouble arises?' She laid her hand upon the head of the weeping girl. After a little, the sobs ceased, and Julia sat up and wiped her eyes. "'Bring that chair over and sit down beside me, Grace. I want to tell you everything,' she said. "'Last year I was perfectly horrid to you and that little Pearson girl, for no earthly reason either. I thought it was smart to annoy you and torment you. After we had the quarrel that day in the gymnasium, I was really angry with you and determined to pay you back.' "'You know, of course, that I purposely tripped you the day of the basketball game. "'I was awfully shocked when I found you had sprained your ankle, "'but I was too cowardly to confess that I did it. "'Miss Thompson would have suspended me from school. "'I didn't know whether you knew that I had done it "'until I met you that day in the corridor, "'and the way you looked at me made me feel miserable. "'Then we got hold of your signals.' "'She paused. "'Grace leaned forward in her chair in an agony of suspense.' Julia, she said, I don't care what you did to me, but won't you please say that Anne didn't give you those signals? Miss Pearson did not give them to me, was the quick reply. I'm so glad to hear you say it, Grace answered. I knew she was innocent, but the girls have distrusted her all year. She lost the list accidentally, you know, but they wouldn't believe that she did. Yes, I heard that she did, said Julia. The list was given to me, but I am not at liberty to tell you who gave it. It was not your Anne, although I was too mean to say so, even when I knew that she had been accused. I'll write you a statement to that effect if you want me to do so. That will clear her. Oh, Julia, will you truly? I want it more than anything else in the whole world. A statement from you will carry more weight with the girls than anything I could possibly tell them. It will convince the doubters, you know. There are sure to be some who will insist on being sceptical. Acting under Julia's direction, Grace brought a little writing case from a nearby table. Julia opened it, selected a sheet of paper, and wrote in a firm, clear hand. To the members of the sophomore class and to all those whom it may concern, the accusation made against Anne Pearson last fall regarding the betrayal of the basketball signals to the junior team is false. Our knowledge of these signals came from an entirely different source.
Julia Crosby, Captain Junior Team. And now, concluded Julia, I have done something towards straightening out the mischief I made. Will you forgive me, Grace, and try to think of me as your friend? With all my heart, replied Grace, kissing her warmly, and I am so happy today. Just think, the junior and sophomore classes will be at peace at last. The two girls looked into each other's eyes and both began to laugh. After two years' war, the hatchet will be buried, said Julia, a little tremulously. Oh, Julia, exclaimed Grace, hopping about. I've a perfectly splendid idea. What is it? asked Julia breathlessly. Let's have a grand blowout and bury the hatchet with pomp and ceremony. We'll have speeches from both classes and a perfectly gorgeous feed afterwards. You break the news to your class and I'll endeavour to get my naughty children under control once more. I believe some of them love me a little yet, she smiled. Of course they do, said Julia stoutly. I must say I don't see why they were so hateful to you, even if Anne Pearson were under suspicion. I know I am to blame for helping the grudge along, she added remorsefully, but I am not the only one. I know, said Grace quickly. There are lots of things I'd like to say, but for certain reasons of my own I shall not say them. You understand, I think. Julia nodded. She did indeed understand, and the full beauty of Grace Harlowe's nobility of spirit was revealed to her. "'You are the finest, squarest girl I ever knew, Grace,' she said admiringly. "'Nonsense,' laughed Grace, flushing a little at the tribute paid her by the once arrogant junior captain. "'You don't know me at all. I have just as many faults as other girls, with a few extra ones thrown in. I have no claim to a pedestal. I hope we shall be friends for the rest of our school days and forever after. You'll be a senior next year, and I shall be a junior. It's time we put by childish quarrels and assumed the high and mighty attitude of the upper classes. It is our duty to become a living example to erring freshmen.' Both girls laughed merrily, then Grace rose to go. She kissed Julia goodbye and walked out of the house as though on air. Her cup of happiness was full to the brim. She carefully tucked the precious paper away in her bag and sped down the street on winged feet. The incredible had come to pass. Her old-time enemy had become her friend. She wondered if it could have ever come about by any other means. She doubted it. She had always heard that desperate cases require desperate remedies. The happenings of the past week seemed conclusive proof of the truth of the saying. Furthermore, she believed in the sincerity of Julia Crosby's repentance. It was more than skin deep. She felt that henceforward Julia would be different. Best of all, she had the reward of her own conscience. In being true to Anne, she had been true to herself. End of chapter 15